What's up, everybody? Welcome to another bonus episode of the Average Joe's MMA Show. Jeff Shanahan and David Van Bogelen with you. Uh, another interview segment, maybe on uh, not your average interview. I don't know. Yeah, the average we'll, interview. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out along the way. But uh, tonight we are joined by Kyle Steele of the Loudmouth MMA Podcast and the Loudmouth Network. Kyle, how you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing all right, man. How are you guys? We're doing great. Thank yeah. you for joining us. Been looking there, man. forward to this oh, one for sure. Dude, I've had that where like I've had um, when I when I first started doing like the a day in the life thing, I'm like I don't even know what to call this. And then I had what else? I kept trying to do, especially in the beginning. I kept trying to do like little one off or little like couple off show segments. And, like, none of them really gained any steam. And it was because I, like, couldn't figure out how to name them. Yeah. So, like, yeah. That, that is the bane, I think, of podcasting existence. Right. Is, like, trying to name stuff properly. Yeah, and trying to not make it sound yeah. corny or, like, yeah. something everybody yeah. else has done, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's what we were trying yeah. when we first started doing the Fight Companions. We were like, we can't call it a Fight Companion. That's Joe Rogan's thing. Like, what are we going to call this? I was like, what about Fight Night? Right. Fight Night I, with I, the I, Joes. I, that works. And then it's also hard because you want to create a name that's synonymous with the thing that you're doing. Right. Because you don't necessarily know if people are going to see Fight Night and know that that's a live fight companion. Yes. See, but... and that's hard. So so it's like recaps. And so I name my episodes. I use the same naming convention. I do like breakdown, colon, whatever the event is. Right. Recap, colon, whatever the event is. Interview, whatever the person's name is, parentheses, the fight that they're on next. Or if they're not fighting currently, what organization they're in. So it'll be parentheses UFC, parentheses Bellator, parentheses CES MMA. Yeah. Um, okay. And that's I, a, that's that, a nice, neat organization. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the reason why I do that is because I realize that breakdown's taken, recap's taken, news is taken, right? Everybody does all those things. But, like, for me, that really was, like, the most clear-cut, like, way to do it. And who knows people who come into listening to podcast maybe they only listen to mine i don't know and if that's the case they're not even going to know what the term breakdown even means right they're not going to know that it's overused so <laughs> yeah so like now the chances of that happening very slim but you know I, so i just kind of i took the lazy route and just went okay I'll do this. And then I also do like little one-off things where I call it like special episode or bonus episode, um, colon, whatever it was. Like when I had John Jones and Daniel Cormier on. Y'all. Right. <laughs> Jeff was telling me about that, uh, that episode because, uh, I didn't realize exactly what it was. Um, yeah, I definitely wanted in. to bring that one up. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I thought that was most of my plays. I think they didn't know what they were getting into either. <laughs> I think that's absolutely brilliant. That whole yeah. thing is absolutely brilliant. I, I can't I explain it. Never lied. No, no, never lied. no, sure no, no, not at all. Well, you you had messaged me. I think it was Sunday, and you were like, you you, were, you brought that up, and I hadn't I hadn't seen it yet because I hadn't opened up my podcast app. And so I opened it up, and I just see Daniel Cormier and John Jones, and I'm like, awesome, man, congratulations. That's that's <laughs> I can't wait to listen to this. And then you're like, well. <laughs> You might be mad. You no, might not. I, I think what I said exactly was, you're either going to love it That's or be right. really disappointed. That's what it was. Yeah, you might either love it or be disappointed. I, I loved it. And then I got on – well, and then I was like, what is he talking about? So I got – I had Twitter open real quick, and you had just shared it and and said something, and I was like, oh. Oh, I see what he did there. 
Okay. Yeah. I, I think but it's what brilliant. I, what, I like, what I like about these two guys is that, again, and I say this in the interview, at no point have either one of them tried to pretend to be John Jones or Dan Cormier. No, not they, at all. They've never changed their profile picture to theirs. They've never, they've never changed their bio or anything like that, right? And most of the time when they're responding – they tag whoever the actual person is. Yep. So like they'll they'll say like, oh, if you put me in the cage, it probably wouldn't go well. But I think at Johnny Bones would probably do a pretty good job. Excellent. So, yeah. So I mean, they're like they're not trolls. No, like, these not are at all. People. John Jones had his um, Twitter handle before MMA John Jones was even fighting in MMA. I'm glad you said that because I I caught that in the interview and I was going to bring that up too, so. Yeah, see, and that's the thing, I think, because people would be like, oh, so you just, like, stole the John Jones Twitter handle from him. It's like, dude, he didn't know who he was. Nobody did. He was just, he was a 14-year-old kid when he had it. Right. So, and I don't know Daniel Cormier's story, but I remember him saying that he just, like, he never used it. He had just opened up a Twitter account and that was it. He's never really used it. Then all of a sudden he started getting tagged at a bunch of stuff. And he realized what was happening, and then started going along with it. So him and John have kind of the same story. I thought I thought that that John Jones was really entertaining. Like you could tell he's he's done talked to a few people about this before. <laughs> well, he's done he this, was, you know, a time yeah, or two. Yeah, I thought I thought he was really entertaining. He had a lot of good stories. <laughs> well, and he's he's accomplished outside of all this stuff. You know, he he's written a book, and um, you know, he's been a part. Like he's he's written a bunch of articles and i mean he, he's done a lot of stuff out completely having nothing to do with any of this right so uh yeah and he has some big things coming up to announce so that's pretty exciting he, he's he's mentioned some stuff to me uh off air so he well, has a lot okay. of really cool things in the works and uh i ordered his book on amazon his actual book it's a memoir um again none of it having anything to do with mma or his twitter i mean this is all independent of all this stuff so i think what you're hearing from him is also he's just a good public speaker right yeah no i really enjoyed that interview i I was (laughs) pleasantly surprised by the whole thing and you know i was like i said i didn't even pay attention in when i downloaded it off itunes that it said at john jones and at daniel cormier Exactly. I think it's completely unique. I it think is. it's. I think it's absolutely wonderful. It was it's, perfect, it's one of the, man. the the best things that I've ever heard. I, I haven't stopped laughing about it since. I think nope. it's just awesome. Devin, tip of the really cap really cool. That one, yeah, man. that one. Yeah, you stole the show with that one. Man. That <laughs> was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Much so, appreciated. So why don't you give our listeners a little bit of uh, a background on yourself and uh, the Loudmouth MMA podcast? Well, I was born on a Friday. Um, <laughs> So I started doing the podcast. Uh, I released my first episode here. I'm actually, uh, oddly enough, um, I have my SoundCloud pulled up. I can give you the exact date. No, I can't. That's so weird that SoundCloud does that. It says, like, posted X months ago. It doesn't actually say the exact date that was posted. That's kind of sad. But anyway, I posted my first interview five months ago, or my first episode five months ago. Um, I'm now on episode 88. Uh, by the time tomorrow rolls around, I'll be on episode 90. Uh, I love doing this stuff. So yeah, I've been doing it basically since November, I think is when I did my first episode. Uh, that's also when I created my Twitter account. I'd never had a Twitter. So I created my first Twitter account also in November. Um, yeah, and this thing has spiraled into 
now getting a bunch of people on a network and getting a network of of sports like loudmouth nfl that's going to be starting loudmouth boxing uh that's starting next week um loudmouth wrestling that's been going on for for about a month and a half two months i'd love um, to get on that show because i am our resident wrestling guy here and uh i would love to to talk wrestling with anyone that's that's doing the loudmouth wrestling yeah dave uh, yeah his name is lk he, he he does it out of the out of the uk that's and uh, he's great man he's great i love that dude he is one of the hardest working people and i mean this with every part of genuinity that i have um he's one of the hardest working people i've ever met he is absolutely fantastic and having him on board is a blessing so and and secondly you'll absolutely be on that show it's that's no problem at all man let's get awesome wonderful yeah i stumbled upon that one it's wwe just fyi he hates it no problem so you gotta talk anything (laughs) all right (laughs) You like New Japan because that's he loves it. Love New Japan Pro Wrestling. Love New there Japan. There you go. Get on there and talk New Japan with them, and, and you'll make a friend for life. I'll come on and talk Wonderful. ICW. We talked some ICW. We just watched Barmania. <laughs> you just watched that this weekend. That's the only professional wrestling I watch is Scottish professional wrestling. <laughs> oh, nice. I, he might. He may not even watch that, and that might be something you guys can introduce him to. I don't know. Who knows? ICW is uh, great. Yeah. Now, now, Grant. Now, I'm saying that I have no wrestling knowledge. Like I know. <laughs> I can name five wrestlers off the top of my head, but that's just because when you were, you know, when I was growing up, I'm 27, so I was born in 89. So by the time I was, you know, what, 10 to like 15 or 10 to 13, probably, like that was the WCW, WWF era. Yep. Sure. The Monday Night Wars. I feel like everybody watched it. Like you, like I didn't know a single person that didn't watch wrestling. So, but that's it. So the only people I can name are people who were probably famous back then. You know, I don't even know if they're even around anymore. I have no clue. Is Kane <laughs> still a thing? Kane? Kane? Yeah. Kane? Yeah. Yep. yeah. He's sort still, of. A, still a thing, I believe. Yeah. He's running uh, for mayor of his town right now, right. actually. That's right. Yeah. He's yeah. running for mayor in he Tennessee. Took the, he took the mask that's off so- and he's running for mayor. You can, you can find him on Twitter at, uh, Glenn Jacobs yeah. something at Glenn Jacobs TN or something like that. Well, let's get that man elected. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> let's get that man elected. Uh, I like that yeah. you're doing this this conglomerate thing though. Loudmouth MMA, Loudmouth NFL, wrestling, uh, getting more than you know, utilizing more than just the MMA thing. Doing podcasting outside for very for other entertainment and sports venues. I think that's really cool. No, that's well, smart. My theory behind it is just like if you like any sport enough to listen to a podcast about it, you probably like other sports as well. Like that just goes hand in hand. Like if you like any one sport enough to seek out a podcast about it, more than likely you're a multiple sport guy. That's a fair assessment. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Like you guys watch MMA and you were just talking about wrestling. Yeah. Right? So you're living proof of that. Yep. I'm I'm probably a bigger football fan than I am, I am an MMA fan. So I watch a lot of football mostly. Yeah. I, well, I mean, it's definitely gone down. I mean, the last two years I've really, especially now that I've been getting more and more and more in MMA, because now MMA is my favorite sport. I yeah. mean, honestly. Same MMA here. Is my yeah. Um, it's so it's just fantastic, and it's so great that we have other promotions that are stepping up their game. Um, even Bellator, man, people can hate on Bellator 
all they want. They're doing a fantastic job. And if you look at it on a timeline, they're actually one of the few promotions that's trending upward. The UFC isn't trending upward. No. Nope. I, I'm not saying they're circling the drain or anything like that, but they're certainly not moving up. If anything, they're just like side grading all the time, yeah. right? World Series of Fighting just rebranded into this professional fighters league. Yeah. First of all, we've seen that before. It didn't work. No, the right. IFL was a complete failure. Exactly. Yes. We've I seen it before. It didn't work. I mean, and I think that this could be good. Who knows? Maybe they're going to go about it better. I don't know. Um, but that's not a good sign. And, and before they switched over to this, the World Series of Fighting was hemorrhaging. They were hemorrhaging. They were losing people left and right. Every single one of their stars disappeared. Marlon Marais was gone. Justin Gagey was gone, right? Everybody who was doing anything there was gone. The people they had signed to come in, right, like Sean Jordan, right, yeah. <laughs> lost right away. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I mean, it was not working. They were hemorrhaging. Bellator is the only place that's continuing to sign new people. They're signing – they're no longer signing UFC, quote, rejects or guys who aged out of UFC. Lorenz Larkin is in his fucking prime right now. Yeah, oh, yeah. That was huge. He's essentially in his prime right now. You know, like he's a little past the prime, but not by much. Not by much. You know, like getting Fedor in is huge. That's huge. That's massive. That's arguably the greatest MMA fighter ever to walk the earth. You know, getting him in, even if he is older. He's not that fucking old. <laughs> you know he, can still, he can still he, fight. Yeah. He can fight. He's not that old. So, you know, it's different if he's like 46, 47 years old, then I'm scoffing. But no, he's not even that old. So Bellator, I think, is doing a really good job. And I think people love – I think people just love to shit on them. We, MMA fans are are cynical, man. They're cynical, oh, cynical sure. people. <laughs> we, we started – we, for a long time here, uh, about a year, year and a half ago – no Bad. love for Bellator. Oh, we no. didn't. We didn't appreciate their. They're putting on their what we call their freak fights. I their, like constantly you know, call their, it Bella shit. Yeah, their their Dadas yeah. and their Kimbos. We didn't appreciate those kind of older fights. You know, their Kimbos and their Shamrocks. But over the course of the year, we've watched them ramp stuff up to becoming utilizing their younger talent more, signing younger talent, signing legit talent, putting on legit shows. Absolutely. And we've come to appreciate what Bellator has to offer. And now to this day, now we're starting to. You know, watch the more Bell, watch more Bellator, appreciate more Bellator. They really have come a long way in about a year, year and a half time. Yeah, one hundred percent, man. I one hundred percent agree. I, I think they're doing great. I mean, there, there's there's much needed improvements. Um, they're definitely not there yet. Agreed. Um, there's there's marketing issues. There's um, you know, they're the shooting spike, the spike thing has got to go because I think that's why they do that stupid tape delay thing. You know, ha half of what makes MMA so big is the betting right. and people just bet on shit that's on a tape delay because then they can't watch it. And that's half the fun of betting is being able to watch it. So, you know, you're, you're basically kind of shooing away a massive, massive chunk of MMA fans, which are people who bet on fights. Um, and it also keeps them from being able to have like an affiliation with DraftKings. And, and DraftKings is, I think, really helped MMA. 
Yeah, oh, definitely. So, oh, absolutely. So, and you're also kind of shooting yourself in the foot for that too. So, I would really like to see them get away from Spike. Maybe, maybe let's get Bellator on like a Showtime or an HBO. Like, let's get them on something like that. So that way, you can pay monthly for like the HBO app, where you get all the HBO TV shows that are great. You get all the HBO shows. This is me angling for an HBO sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Greatest thing ever, guys! You should go get yourself the HBO Go app. Um, they. Uh, Great movies, they have great TV shows, right? And then you could also get Bellator content. Yeah, it'd be fine for me. I already have the HBO Go yeah, app. Me too. <laughs> exactly, right? Like, I can't live without Game of Thrones. HBO, no. And if you don't already have HBO, you pay 15 bucks a month. But the thing is, you're not paying 15 bucks a month like you are paying 10 bucks a month for Fight Pass. You're paying 15 bucks a month for everything on HBO to include maybe like a Bellator. Right, and every single event is on HBO, or like I said, Showtime or Stars, or one of those things. Yeah, sure. maybe that's the direction it should go. Guys, Bellator, give me a call. Give me a call. I got you. Kyle's got, got you, the answers, baby. I, I was gonna say the other the other area they're shooting themselves in the foot um, is Europe because they can't get anything, any kind of broadcast that's not tape delayed there. Okay, one hundred percent. Like I listen. Yeah, I mean, I listen to the severe guys a lot, and you know they try to co- uh, cover Bellator and Bama, and they can't. Even when when the card was in Dublin, they couldn't get a live feed. Oh wow! And how awesome is Bama? Well, Bama's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Bama's been putting on awesome cards. Yep. I mean, and, and and we just saw what you know this Tom this Tom Dukunwa guy. Yes, I mean, sir. I've been toting his praises. Dukunwa. Dukunwa. It's great. I mean. You know, and, and he's not the only one in Bama. No. There's tons of great guys in Bama. Um, well, Bellator yeah. snagged up a lot of them. I mean, they had, you know, Gallagher. Yeah, like affiliate? yeah no, the, the, like, the affiliation between the two of them, and then, you know, they're, they're doing a better job of taking some of the Bama bigger stars and putting them into a national spotlight, like a James Gallagher. Um, they tried with Sinead Cavanaugh. She, her Bellator debut didn't go so well for her, but. Although she did put up a good fight. Yeah, it was a great fight. She didn't win, but it was a good fight at least. So that that's better than nothing. Yeah, at least she didn't go out and just get completely demolished. She put on a good showing. Well, she didn't do what happened to... Uh, I remember when, when World Series of Fighting signed Jared Rorschelt. Oh, and God, it was, I did too. It was, yeah. It was this big thing where you're like, Jared Rorschelt was like 6-1 and one in the UFC or something. You know? He had really boring fights. But he there was, was winning, that. And winning all the time, right? Every fight to go into, he'd win. He, he beat some pretty decent little names. Yeah. And, uh, you know, guys who we who we really like now have been beaten by Jared Rolschult. So it's true. Yeah. So so anyway, he goes over to World Series of Fighting, you know, and there's this big thing. I, I remember talking. I, I had Ray Cepho on the show that week, the week of that event that Jared Rolschult was making his debut in the World Series of Fighting. I had him on the show. And we talked about this for a while. Why did the UFC let this guy go? You guys did a great job picking him up. He's going to have a really bright future. He might be a champion at some point. Look how good he was in the UFC. Gets really good competition. Blah, 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 blah. Gets knocked out in two minutes. <laughs> so it's like, you know, in his, in his debut. You know, those things are hard to really be able to predict. You know, uh, some of these people are exactly what you think they are. And some people aren't. It's just like the draft in the NFL. Right? How many how many first round 
guys have we had just absolutely blow up oh wow in a negative way right yeah, and i'm just, just talking about the ryan leafs of the world i'm talking like even like jamarcus russell mm-hmm. yeah and see and I'm andre talking, ward there's like lower tier guys too that are just like they're in the they're in that 16 to 18 range in the first round who just never ever do anything you know a lot of cornerbacks you yeah. see yeah really high that just don't ever like justin gilbert Right, where Cleveland took him, what, two or three years back. So, so yeah, I mean, yeah, you just never know. And I remember being so shocked that the UFC had let Jared Rochelle go. You know, that was one of the first ones for me that was like, what are they doing? And then he goes over there and gets the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> we, you know? we, we had always had sort of a, a love-hate relationship with Rochelle here because, yes, he wins, but, my God, it was so uninteresting to watch his fights. Oh, not fun to watch, my friend. No, no. it was hard for me with him because, like, I'm a I'm a big NCAA wrestling like nut. I, I was a wrestler growing up and stuff, so that's besides the Olympics as big as we can get. And uh, so I, you know, I knew Jared and his brother from watching them wrestle in college and stuff like that. So I was really excited about him coming into the UFC, and then just shit the bed. Would win the fights, but it just I hated his fights so much. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was they were not. Uh, they were not fun. They were not exciting. They were just, uh, you know, and and granted, yes, he won, and that's the outcome that he needs. Absolutely. But you also need the outcome of wanting people to watch you do the goddamn thing, because that's the only reason you're going to get paid, is that people want to yeah. see you fight. So, exactly, and that's the other thing, you know, a guy I, like a guy like Ben Askren. did i did i did i trigger something (laughs) no well no not really i just somebody else was just another podcast i was listening to they were talking about ben askren and why he never made it to the ufc yeah i mean and and he probably should but again a lot of his fights are not very interesting they're terrible you know it's like you're winning you're winning and that's great and it's mma it's not boxing okay it's not kickboxing it's not jujitsu. It's MMA. Any any style works. That's the whole point. So, I don't personally care that you have boring fights. No. But just know that if you have boring fights, you're, you're not gonna become that famous, right? You're not gonna get the play that you want. Like that's that's a reality. He's so, also in denial that he's a boring fighter. <laughs> yeah. I love I mean, Ben, but he is in complete I denial. Have, I think he's fantastic. And and from a, uh, I play disc golf. And there's two disc golfers that I can think of off the top of my head that are pretty avid disc golf guys, which one, Stephen Thompson, and uh, the other is Ben Askren. Ben Askren was sponsored by Discraft, which is like a huge yeah. disc golf company. Oh, yeah. He was sponsored by a, like a name brand disc golf company. He was a, apparently he was like a 900 plus rated player, which in disc golf terms is pretty good. I mean, yeah. that's that's getting you pretty close to pro level. You know, you're not quite there, but you're you're getting there. So yeah, man. I mean, he was uh, from from what I heard, it was a really good disc golfer, and I guess still is. So I like him. I, I want him to come on the show to talk about some disc golf. Um, hopefully, he never hears this me talking shit about him. But <laughs> I, I'm not even talking. And the thing is, I'm not even talking shit. I'm just saying, like, I understand why he's not that famous. Uh, yeah. I I don't understand why he's not in the UFC because I feel like that I feel like that's taking it one step too far. He should absolutely be in the UFC. He's, he's one of the top guys in that weight class. You know, and, and if the UFC is to be what the UFC thinks it is and what we all want it to be and think it is, we need the best people there. So he's one of the best. He is but one of the best. 
but I'm sure he's asking probably for too much money. I, that's another thing that's too. One is, thing. Is he probably is for for what he's probably going to draw coming out of the gate. Exactly. Him and him exactly. and Dana have been spatting for years. Casual fans have no idea who that man is. They just don't. No. Well, because I mean, he's been don't. he's been out of Bellator for how many yeah, years now, now? I mean, now he's in. You know, if 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 we were talking about kind of looking at Bellator as being the minor leagues then what does that make one championship? Oh, God. One is like the – if – High school? Yeah. It would I be mean, like – I can't name three people from one championship outside Ben Askren. Uh, I mean, isn't that owned by um, the guy that lives here in Cincinnati? Franklin? Um, yeah, Rich Franklin. Uh, I think he's the president. Uh, that uh, Matt Hume is, in, I think, one of the involved as far as like one of the – Okay, and that makes sense too. Uh, or not Matt Hume. Is it is it Matt Hume? Um it might I'm be. looking it up right now. I'm I'm interested in what they're so Rich Franklin is the VP, Matt Hume is the VP of operations. Okay, yeah, that's right. hundred percent. Um so notable fighters on their roster is Ben Askren, Brandon Vera, and Jens Pulver. That's basically it. Not what? I'm looking at it right now. I didn't that's know that. It. Pulver was Is Pulver still fighting. I didn't know he was at all. It's Pulver started sucking in 2011. So I don't know that for a fact. I'm not even looking at it. I mean, I just feel like he, I feel like he wasn't very good a while ago. And no. Brandon Vera, they have a Gracie. I mean, Hodger okay. Gracie. I, they have a Gracie. They have Hodger Gracie. <laughs> they have a Gracie. I mean, that's. Angela, their uh, their women's champion Angela Lee is is legit. Angela Lee's a good fighter too, but. I wouldn't have named Angela like if I hadn't looked it up. I wouldn't have known Angela Lee was there. No, that's the thing that he's you know that he's trying to say. I, I believe oh no is, no yeah yeah yeah. You know, I wouldn't. Well, have... Did you hear that bullshit about how he wouldn't? Is it? This might have been what you guys were just talking about. But how this bullshit that he wouldn't sign Conor McGregor. What? No. Did you hear about this? Okay, the president of, or the chairman is it one championship? Let me make sure that I'm not high before before I start going off on a rant about something that I don't know what I'm talking it about. It is I mean, 420. <laughs> yeah. I don't smoke pot, so I don't got any excuses. Uh, <laughs> That's always my backdrop. Yeah, right? <laughs> Jeff's got you, don't worry. Yeah, that's fine. You guys, it sounds like you guys do enough for the both of us. So. <laughs> he um, does. Mostly me. <laughs> okay, I'm absolutely correct. One championship. The chairman of one championship said that they would not sign Con McGregor because – he doesn't uh, exemplify what they want from a fighter. First of all, what? Eat yeah, eat a dick. Like you, <laughs> give you me a fucking lying. break. Either you're lying to yourself or you're lying to everybody else. Either way, eat a dick. There's no possible way that that is true. There's no way. I mean, what I, basically what I said was, I said this redefines the threshold for disingenuous statements because that's the most disingenuous thing I've ever heard. You wouldn't say, first of all, that needs to be changed to you couldn't sign Conor McGregor, first of all. <laughs> there, not that yeah. you, not that you wouldn't. It's that you wouldn't be able to, okay? Second of all, if you were able to, you would sign him faster than the ink could dry. Like, get out of here. Unbelievable. No, yeah, that is, that's absolute <laughs> horseshit. If, it could, because and here's the thing. There's at least a minor chance that the person who said that actually believes it. Mm-hmm. And, wow. and if that's the case, you're out of your mind. That needs to be fired. They should never let. Quick. 
you and Eddie Bravo need to go start a podcast. <laughs> that's nuts. Yeah, that's the one of the most insane statements I've ever heard. Anybody would you'd be foolish to unbelievable. Connor's the number one pick for anybody right now. Anybody, uh, any have, any fighting company. I have no words for that. You don't gotta like the man. None of that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He he is the number one draw in any type of MMA. He period. outsold Brock. Nobody's yeah, nobody's no, outsold Brock. Yeah, he did it. Yep. Yep. Exactly. That I had no idea that statement was made. Thank you for bringing that to wow. our lives, Kyle. That's <laughs> crazy. Oh I missed God. that one entirely. Is what I. Oh, we appreciate you. Man. I saw it after I recorded my news episode, or I would have put it in the news episode, but I saw it afterward. <laughs> wow, we're going to have to talk about that. I'm going to have to let Ryan know that tonight. Yeah, that's got to get brought up tonight. <clears throat> Unbelievable. Holy shit. I'm still wrapping my fucking brain around that statement. Like, what the fuck? But <laughs> Between this and, and the Misha Tate nudes, where <laughs> As great oh. mind being exploded. Where, where are you guys? Oh my god! That was... You have no idea what happened to that. <laughs> um, for yeah, Dave, he's thing. probably right around, just under the Misha Tate nudes. I've never seen Dave so shocked about anything. <laughs> we 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 had an incident. It was genuine. We it should. Was the... What I heard, what I heard from you guys, was genuine shock. We should, oh, wow. dude. We should sell. We'll have to cut the audio and send it to you so you can hear the uh, the spot that we didn't that we didn't stop recording. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, you guys didn't add it to the end or whatever. No, we took it out because it, it, out. it was filthy. It was wrong. <laughs> it's good though, man. Yeah, oh. don't be. It's the last thing you want to do. It's one thing because you. First of all, you don't know who posted this stuff, and whoever posted it could have had malicious intent. So it's like you don't want to, you don't want to go too crazy over it. But I think talking about it and being like, "I'm looking at it. This is pretty awesome." I I think that's fine. I don't think that's that big of a deal. Um, what you don't want to do is start getting like graphic, yeah, about yeah, and have that go out into the ethers because that that could potentially. <laughs> That's like one step too far. Yeah, right. Like that's you're you're in the you're going in the wrong direction just a little bit. You're like that creepy uncle. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to do that. Yeah. It was definitely we totally. I thought we were like I thought he had closed everything out and we too just distracted. Yep. We I just was, started talking. Oh. As soon as he mentioned that it was out there, I I dropped all everything and just completely and went on a hunt for it and uh i was i was a broadcast journalist so i had to go and find the news and the nudes Mm -hmm. (laughs) so (laughs) it it was necessary thank you twitter for making me aware of that oh man (laughs) that was awesome what's uh what's uh what's next for loudmouth mma kyle Next for Lab Month MMA, well, okay, so as far as big episodes are concerned, yeah. I'll start there. Uh, as far as big episodes are concerned, um, I uh, I will be having Bruce Buffer back on. I had him on uh, a couple months ago, 
I'm getting him back on. And around that same time, I had Robin Black on uh, a couple months ago. He's coming back on as well. So That's I'm going to awesome, get them man. both on to do some updates. Excellent. Some updates. Uh, Robin and I, I are, are going to sit down for a while. Uh, we talked about it in our first episode that when we when we got back together, we wanted to sit down for like hour and a half. So we're going to sit down for about an hour and a half. Oh, so okay. that'll be. Yeah, we're gonna we're already planning for it, so that'll be a lot of fun. We're we're gonna drink some beers, shoot the shit. I'm gonna kind of pick his brain about what it was like, um, you know, in those final days there um, with FightNet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fight Network. Um, I want to kind of talk to him about that. Um, kind of see where he is now as far as whether he feels like he needs to reinvent himself, because that's something I find interesting, right? Does he does he feel this need to reinvent himself? since he's going on into this new venture. And if he does feel that need, where does he think he is on that? I mean, that's something that I find interesting. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk for a while. And then with Bruce, I'm basically uh, just going to kind of pick off where we left off, probably not talk too much longer. He's a busy guy. So probably 20, 25 minutes. Um, and I have some fan questions. So anybody, if you have questions for Bruce, uh, I've posted it a couple different places. Um, I'll do another post on my Twitter. Go to Loudmouth MMA and find it. Um, tweet at me. Um, if you ask a question and I like the question, I'm picking three. I'm gonna ask Bruce and I'm gonna give you a shout out. So okay. Uh, so get so get me your questions. I'm guessing my uh, question for Platinum Mike Perry didn't make the show. Uh, what, what was your question? <laughs> I, I, guess I had told you to ask him about him and his corner being racist pieces of shit. So that didn't make the cut. <laughs> In fact, I probably praised him more than some people would like. But it's because I like I like the fact that when you're talking to Mike Perry, whether you're talking to him in an interview, you're talking to him cage side, you're talking to him in his living room, you're getting fucking Mike Perry. The right. guy who you're talking to is the guy who you're getting at all points. And in a time period where so many people are fake – so many people are hard to read. I appreciate that. I appreciate that the guy just is whoever the fuck he is. And you don't got to agree with everything. I sure I sure don't. But I appreciate that I think he's very genuine. And for, for better or worse, I think the man's very genuine. And, and I like it. But on the flip side, if you kind of look at who his polar opposite is, which this I do say to him because I'm, I'm friends with Sam Alvey. I was just, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I had posted, um, I had posted that I was going to be talking to him, and he said, "Tell him I said hi." So I did. I I told him he said hi because if you guys know, they have a little bit of a beef. Right. So I told him at the end of the episode, I said, "Hey, uh, my buddy Sam, Sam Alvey, he wanted me to say hello," and he basically just goes, "That motherfucker," and then he goes on a tirade about <laughs> <by> Sam Alvey. Oh. <laughs> and, and anyway, but here on the flip side. Sam is also very genuine. They're both genuine. They're just both polar opposite people. Oh, sure. Who Sam is? I mean, d- does he play it up a little bit, like in a WWE kind of in kind of way? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, you but gotta sell it. He is a nice guy. You know, he really is happy. He really is high energy. He is all of those things. But he just kind of ratches it up, ratches it, ratches it, ratchet. Man, that's a tough one. Ratchets, ratchets it up. Oh, boy. That was 
it up. <laughs> in the octagon, or he's doing a podcast, whatever it is, he turns it up to 11. He goes spinal tap on it. He, he flips it up to 11, you know, and that's what he does. So, but he's very genuine as well. So I think they're just too very. And I think the issue that Mike Perry has with Sam is that he doesn't think that's genuine. He thinks that Sam is really a, is actually an asshole. He's just pretending to be this thing. So, See, that, never, he's never come across disingenuous to me, Sam. I don't think I don't think so either. And I also think Mike Perry is just okay. He's just doing his thing. You know what I mean? Like, who knows if he actually believes that? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Let's uh, let's get your thoughts on uh, last week's fight card, man. What did uh, what did you think about the Kansas City fight night? Uh, I mean, I think Demetrius Johnson is kind of meh. Um, you know, not very excited about him. I'm not. I'm not sure about all the hype. I'm just kidding, guys. Come on. Wow. No <laughs> reaction to that. There are genuine uh, people who feel that way. But there's a lot of way. people that feel that way, bro. Yeah, and there's also people who genuinely believe that the earth is flat, a la Ed Crowder. That doesn't mean anything to me. True. But, uh, but yeah, man. I mean, I mean, that's the big takeaway, right? It's just like, what an incredible time to be watching MMA, to see this man doing what he is doing, be so dominant and kind of just carrying that entire division on his back. And because of that, created a really good division. You removed Demetrius Johnson from it? I don't know if anybody holds the title longer than a fight or two. No, I don't no, think I don't so think either. So either. I think it swaps around. It's mm-hmm. really competitive. Yeah. It's really good. And, and all of that is owed to Demetrius Johnson. You know, so, so that's fantastic, man. I, I think he's really, um, he's really carried that division through time here. Um, and just created uh, cr- created some awesomeness, man. Um, what else? I mean, I obviously, if you listen to our breakdown, I'm not going to tell the story again. But uh, I had a little I had a little fun bet on it on the Michelle Watterson Rose Namajunas fight. Um, I was all in on Rose Namajunas. I didn't quite understand why really intelligent people were getting so obsessed with Michelle Watterson. P- part of me thinks they were thinking with the wrong head, mm-hmm. and they were getting a little too getting a little too excited. But this what I want to say too: Rose is beautiful. Oh yeah, man! That's- oh, absolutely. You're you're talking to the, the if not the exactly. president, the vice president of the Rose fan club over here. Yeah. Oh man, and that, little, that little tinge of ghetto. Yep. just does it for me. Just does it for me. me that's, too, man. that's it. There's just a little bit of ghetto there, and you're like, I like it. I like it a lot. I love that um, girl. But anyway, yeah, so I, I didn't understand all that. Uh, Robert Whitaker, of course, just, uh, yeah, really stapling himself in as a contender in that division as someone that uh, I do think we are seeing the making of a champion here. Um, I know I'm not getting overhyped, but the man, the man's 18-4. and four. Right. And he's now beat two pretty, pretty good people and finished them. So that has to mean something. The, that Jacare win was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, that's huge. Um, that's just insane. I was I blown away by it. I didn't know who this Canero guy was, but Machino, Machano. Um, I didn't know who Moicano. Yeah, Moicano. He came in with a quickness. So that's, he's going to be excited. He's 11-0, man. That's, that's going to be an exciting guy to see in the future. 
Um, I don't know what you can really take away. I'm kind of just going down the list. I'm going at hyperspeed. But uh, I don't really know what you could take away from Alexander Volkov's fight with Roy Nelson. There's really nothing to take away from no, that. Roy really. Nelson showing his age. That's about it. And he's always been one of the most overhyped fighters in the UFC. I mean, he he's, he really hasn't done that much. If you really dig into his record, it's kind of like OSP. Roy Nelson is the OSP of the heavyweights. I mean, if you look through his record, there really isn't anything there. You know, there is, but it's like really sporadic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Dukunwa, we already talked about that. Dukunwa, uh, we already talked about that. I think he's going to be fantastic. I got nothing to take away from the Magomedov Bobby Green fight. I thought Bobby Green won the fight. I um, did too. Didn't get credited for it. Uh, Tim Elliott, what a fun dude to watch. Uh, yeah, Luis we're pretty high on him here too. Yeah, oh, man. Luis Tomoka is one of the weakest minded fighters we have in the UFC. That's why he's not successful. In order for him to be successful, I think he needs to go to a mental coach. He really could benefit heavily from a mental coach because his mental toughness is eradicated. Just it's completely eroded away. And I feel bad because he's extremely young. He has a lot of talent. Um, he he needs to get some confidence back. Stella 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 found her groove. I think Louis can find his confidence. There you uh, go. That Brandon Moreno loss really fucked him up. I mean, you know, and I, but I think he was already kind of on a bad mental slope leading into that. I That's mean, true. Yeah, nothing to really take away from the Sterling fight. Augusto Mendez continues to be really overhyped. Nothing to take away from the Devin Clark Jake Collier fight. Congrats to Anthony Smith for getting that amazing comeback win. Um, I, Andrew Sanchez is a talented fighter. He is. To claw back from that and get that win um, kind of in the middle of the third, good for him. Or late middle of the third. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Uh, Zach Smith and Coy, what the fuck even was that fight? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Ketlin Vieira, Ashley Evan Smith. Ashley Evan Smith is terrible. I, I mean, makes no sense. And she's not even five and two. She's four and three. Tabology says she's five and two because she gets credit for that Marion Renault fight. But that is the biggest robbery that I've ever seen. Uh, see, when I when I say the other fights, I'm like, oh, I think, like, I thought Bobby Green won. It wasn't a robbery, though. Right. But that Marion Renault fight, that was a robbery. That really I mean, was. That, yeah. What Marcin held versus Lozon level robbery, you know? It just it didn't make sense. Poor Marcin held. I know. But uh, I know. They, oh, here's my thought on every single fight, even though you didn't ask me that. <laughs> I'm glad you gave us your thoughts. There you on every go. Hey, fight. That's true. <laughs> we did a breakdown. What about uh you wanna talk any about this weekend's card? Boy. Um it's a lot harder to talk about stuff that's coming up because I can't pretend like I already know it already. Um or or, <laughs> or you know knew it before it happened. I mean, you don't uh, you don't have to go deep into no, the card. No, but... just a couple fights that you're yeah, looking forward to yeah, this any, weekend. Any particular fights that are really exciting to you? I mean, obviously, right. I'm sure you're excited for your boy Sam Elvey. So, two, I am, very much so. Uh, probably my fight of the night. Let me look. I have two fights of the night. One is going to be Hector Sandoval, Matt Schnell. Okay. The other one is going to be Dustin Ortiz, Brandon Moran. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Those are my two kind of fights of the night. So hopefully those go well. Um, I think Cub Swanson, Artem Lobov is going to be so much more entertaining than people think it is. But that's not me endorsing it as a main event. And that's not me endorsing it as this fight should have happened. Of course this fight shouldn't have happened. No. Of course. I don't think anyone's really arguing that it, quote, should have. Should it be a main event? Hell no. Of course not. But I'll tell you what, guys. The fight 
has all the makings to be incredibly entertaining. And at the end of the day, that's all I care about. That's all I care about. I care that it's entertaining. I feel it can be entertaining. So, who cares? (laughs) (laughs) I'm definitely looking forward to uh, to Alan Diego because I'm a big Diego fan. Yes. Uh, Uh, That fight, I think, is getting more lopsided in the betting community than I think it should. I mean, Alakinta is a massive, or Alakinta is a massive favorite right now. I mean, it's, and the line keeps growing. And a lot of that stemming from Diego Sanchez appears as if he is going insane. I know. Oh my God. What the hell's wrong with Diego? Mind. Yeah, he is. Yeah, Jeez. but this is, I guess this is what I was saying. And I didn't really make, I didn't do a good job at making this point in the podcast because I was getting hyped up and talking about it. But here's what we should be asking. I, I had this conversation today. We're like, man, Diego Sanchez is going insane. I'm like, yeah, but compared to what, though? <laughs> he's true. always been insane. So yeah. are we saying he's going insane compared to the man that licked other another person's blood off his gloves? I mean, he's going insane compared to what, exactly? That's, so uh, Fair enough. Very true. <laughs> yeah, I, so, um, I don't know if he's any more insane now than he was two years ago. So... But anyway, he, he does, but he does seem to be a little bit more of his rocker here. I think so, Diego ate some edibles and, and lost his mind. And, that's what it was, you know, yeah. I think that's all it was. And he's like, oh, this is crazy. And, you know, couldn't handle it. And I don't know. Spice, man. Ooh. Oh, that stuff's nice. nasty. That stuff's nasty. Ooh. He went on salts and, and went, on, went on the MMA. <laughs> Started eating people's faces. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm one of the few people that, um, I guess isn't super jacked up. I mean, let, let me look. There's no fight. I guess I don't really care about this Scott Holtzman Michael McBride fight. A lot of people seem to be super interested in it. Hmm. I kind of could care less. It's not really jumping out the page at me. Holtzman is uh, gets a lot of hype for some reason. Yeah, I mean, I think especially what we just saw out of Emmett with uh, Desmond Green. I think getting beat in the way that he did by Josh Emmett is kind of stands out at you right and i like him in a lot i'm not talking shit about Emmett. i mean but holtzman had a significant size advantage on him and was getting really out wrestled and out grappled the entire time so anybody with any type of you know upper level grappling or upper level wrestling ability uh, is going to be able to kind of mop the floor with them and i don't know enough about michael mcbride's background but um, so yeah, I'm just I'm just not super jacked about that fight. I don't really care because if Holtzman wins, okay, great. If McBride wins, okay, great. Right? Like the outcomes of those fights don't mean anything. Yeah. Right. But, sure. Which that's the biggest argument, and I want to credit Derek Bowe, who does my news episodes. That was the point he made about Cub Swanson Artem Lobov, which was just there's nothing to gain from this fight. If Artem Lobov wins, what? All of a sudden he's a top ten fighter at fifteen, twelve, and one. Right? Yeah, if probably Cub not. The Cub Swanson loses, he just lost to the person who's three spots away from being the lowest ranked fighter at Featherweight. Oh if Cub God. Swanson wins, he beats a guy that he should have beat ten times out of ten anyway. If Artem loses, well no shit you lost. It doesn't mean anything. So there's really nothing to gain from this there's fight. It's not... the, you know what reminiscent of? It's reminiscent of the Yair BJ Penn fight. Oh. Which was Nobody had anything to gain from that fight. No, right. no there's, neither person had anything to gain. If BJ Penn lost, yeah, you lost to an up-and-coming prospect. That's what's supposed to happen. If BJ Penn won, well, 
BJ Penn is one of the greatest fighters ever. No shit, he won. If Yair wins, hey, you beat a guy who hadn't fought in X amount of time, who before he came back had lost a couple straight. If Yair wins, yeah, or if Yair loses, same argument. You lost to one of the greats. Right? No, there's nobody really was gaining anything. Nobody was moving up or down in any type of rankings. So... That's exactly you know, how we sold it here when we were talking about that yeah. ER and BJ fight. It's like there's no there's no upside to this. There's absolutely no gain either way it goes down, no matter who wins or if it's a draw. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Nobody wins in this thing. Yeah, we all lose. Yeah. This is very very the Cub Swanson Loba fight is very reminiscent of that. I agree. So I would agree with that. Yeah. No doubt. No. It... It's just to settle a Twitter beef, and Artem's yeah, got I mean, that Connor connection, so yeah. they're yeah. banking on Connor That's fans. But, dudes, I mean, this has been a blast, man. Yeah, yeah this dude, has it, been fun. It has been, man. Thank you very much for, for coming on tonight. Thank you for your time. We appreciate it. It's been great having you, and it definitely will not be the last time. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And, and we'll get you guys on together. We'll get you guys on as, a, as one unit. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll have the two guys I do my recaps with. I'll have them sit out one week, and I'll get both of you guys on to do a recap with me. We're Anytime, there. man. Absolutely, we're there. Uh, definitely go support. If you're listening to this, if you like anything I've said, um, if you've never heard me before, definitely go check out the Live Month MMA podcast, of course. But the big thing is it's not a one-man team, and I have uh, every week the guys who guest with me are not, are not affiliated with me, quote-unquote. Right? They're, they're guys I've met in the community who – who come on the show and they do all this stuff for free, essentially. Um, and so please go support them. So if you start listening to the podcast, go seek those guys out, go seek them out at the end of every episode. They tell you where you can find them, go follow them, go look what they're doing. The reason why they're on the show is because they are incredible at what they do. So please go find them. Please go support them. Awesome. man. Um, we also made it the entire time without talking about Blake. I was just going to bring up Blake before we, we... give a shout out. <laughs> We should give a shout out to Blake, of course. Yeah. I know. <laughs> You're a goddamn mind reader, Kyle. <laughs> hey, great, great, great minds and all that. Absolutely, because yeah, yeah I was stuff. just gonna say Blake. Blake is the reason how we connected with each other, as Blake has become a connection for us with a lot. Yes, he has. You know what? And Blake is genuine. Blake he is. is very genuine. We talk about this a lot. You know, I, I'm a pretty simple guy. I like genuine people, and Blake is a very genuine dude. I'm very genuine, um, and that's not being prideful. I. I, I I'm not fake. How I, if you listen to me talk right now, if you go listen to a breakdown, you're not going to hear any difference in my voice. I'm the same person. I, I, no matter who I'm with, any show, I'm the same person. You know, as soon as I get off here, I'm going to go talk to my, well, I'm not going to say like fuck in front of my kids, but you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, no, I get it. I'm going to change from, from really from situation to situation. Other than like, I mean, we can get into a psych- psychological conversation about having different personalities around different people. We'll save that. We'll table that maybe for next time. Okay. We'll get into a depth conversation about the brain. I like uh, it. Let's talk religion. Let's talk politics. Um, <laughs> right, so, so yeah, uh, Blake is fantastic. And him and I are going to be doing some things together. Um, he's taken the ball with this community thing and run with it. And, you know, part of it's self-serving in that by doing the community he's helping grow his name but that's not why he's doing it you know that's not why he's doing it and i think that's important to note not like it really matters because he's not asking for anyone to point that out but i think it is important to note that yeah creating a community like that and and and, and sharing everybody's stuff and talking to the people yeah it's, you're growing your name as well but 
that's not why he's doing it. He's doing it because he wants everybody to kind of come together to do what we're doing right now, right? I, I would not have known about you guys had it not been for Blake. Same. So yeah, exactly. I, and I was telling you before we recorded, and, and we should submit this in stone, I think you guys have one of the best shows right now. Um, and I have not been listening for very long, so my opinion is subject to change. <laughs> Pumping out good content. Uh, but I've only listened to a handful of episodes because that's when I started listening to you guys. But I immediately fell in love with it. Immediately, as soon as I listened to the first episode that Blake was talking about, I listened to it and I went, yep, I'm here. This this is a good show. These are guys who who are genuine, again, to bring that word back around. Uh, you know, I, I love the conversation. I love the back and forth. You guys give fantastic analysis, both post and pre. Um, I think you guys are great. I think you guys are fantastic. So that means a lot. This, we appreciate that. This is a great, great, great show, and uh, I mean that in the truest, truest extent. I really do think you guys have a great show, and it has become a part of my, um, you know, weekly podcast binge. Thank you, man. Honestly, that, that you've been awesomely supportive. The the comments you've put in the and stuff we post in the community and stuff like that, and in the conversations, it's greatly appreciated. And I, 100%, man, I enjoy yeah. – I've been listening to your show since I got introduced, you know, a few weeks ago when we got to know each other. I started listening, and I've really enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, we jumped at the opportunity once Jeff told me that we were going to have the opportunity to have you on the show. We jumped at that, and we, we booked other interviews around this one to make sure that we had enough time and enough spots to to push those. We like, we want this one. This one's going to be the one we're going to do, and – uh we wanted to make sure that we had enough time to get you on here and enough time to let you do your thing. So, wonderful, man. Well, any any praise I've given you was extremely deserved. So, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you Appreciate to Blake it. for you know introducing us. Now we have we've become friends. And there it is. Yeah. We will continue to be friends that's and help each other. Point. And that's the whole point of the community, man. Is yeah. to build these friends. And and if you're again, if you're listening to this or an MMA fan or you host a podcast. Or you have a news site, or you're a writer, whatever it is, go go seek out the Loaded Joe's MMA podcast community page. Go check them out, man. Go yeah. check them out. Get involved. Be a part of it. Link, link up with a lot of guys. All right. Well, Kyle. Alrighty, guys. Thanks a lot, yeah, man. Sure. We'll be talking to you again soon. Thanks a lot for joining us tonight. Thank you, sir. All right, Kyle. Take it easy. All right, bye.